Now, get ready for Ted Sobel's Excellent Sports Adventure. Excellent! On today's Excellent Show, Ted talks to Hall of Fame jockey and namesake of the Eddie D. Stakes, it's Eddie De La Husse. Now, from Sports USA, get ready for Ted Sobel's Excellent Sports Adventure. about your race tomorrow the eddie d and uh first of all when it first happened how excited were you to have a race like that named after you i, I was very honored because uh you know ted uh, it, it's it, it's something that you don't think about you know uh the association doing something like that for you or anybody i guess anybody doesn't think about it and then when it happens it's it's very, very honorable that they did, and not only that, like I said before, I'm alive to see it. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> you know, most of the time people have gone, or, you know, they've passed away, and then they, they, they you know, they don't know about it, and uh, yeah, at least I, I know if I have a race for me, and uh, I'm very honored, and yeah, it was very, very exciting. And it's nice to have it uh, on opening day of the meet, too. It makes it a little extra special, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it does. You know, uh, it's to kick off the to kick off the meet. So, uh, you know, it's hopefully they'll have a good turnout tomorrow. But I know it's Friday. But they, they got some good. They have some good races this weekend. Excellent. Uh, you know, they have some good races this weekend. But yeah, I'm very honored. You know, it's been nice. To, my peers and uh, my tribute to the to the racing industry. You know, I just realized that it's going to be very special as well on Saturday for you guys with uh, all those bronze plaques going into the new Thoroughbred Racing Walk of Champions. That's got to be pretty fun, too, huh? Yeah, that was, that was you know, I guess George Haynes and someone with City uh, came up with this idea quite a few years ago, and uh, it, it, it has come, come on through, you know? Yeah, it's so, beautiful. Yeah, so it's... Great idea, and uh, being part of, you know, living in Arcadia for thirty something years, and with the community, and having that done, being part of the community, uh, not only in the industry, horse industry, but part of the community, is very exciting. Yeah, yeah, I was very, I'm a very honored there, also. Yeah, I'm sure, and it's it's really neat to see that the city of Arcadia is acknowledging horse racing because it's been such an important part of the city forever. Absolutely, absolutely, it's. It's really generated a lot of funds for the city, and ha- and have has made the city what it is today. It sure has helped uh, because I think without that, I don't think you'd have the city the way it is right now. Yeah, absolutely. When you see the sixty-seven plaques going up, and a lot of them are your old friends that aren't around anymore, what uh, what goes through your mind? Well, you know, you, I wish they were here to see it. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, I wish you were here to see it. You know, and that's one thing good about what's happening. Like I said just a few seconds ago, that I'm here to see it, and uh, I wish they would, they would have been here to see that. You know, and I don't know how many. They, they, you said there's 64, but I, I tell you the truth, Ted, I don't know who's all on, in there. You know, and 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 Saturday will be interesting because I'm going to walk down. I don't care how many blocks it is to see who is in there and take some pictures. Yeah, you're going to do your own uh, little travel down the road, huh? Yeah, yeah, you know, go down a little memory lane uh, and 
maybe reminiscing, I'm sure. I don't know if Las Barrera's there or Charlie's there or or what horses are there or who's there, but uh, but whoever's there that I, I was associated with, I'm sure memories will come back and good memories of uh, being involved with them. Were there any guys that stood out in your mind amongst uh, all the great names in racing that for some reason were always more important at Santa Anita than they were at Hollywood Park? You know how there, there are horses for courses. Were there also uh, jockeys and trainers for courses in that way? You know, that, that's a good question. And to tell you the truth, uh, I, you know, Charlie was, hey, he went to Santa Anita, he went to Hollywood, he was the same, you know, and and Laz was the same, Laz Barrera. So sure. I don't think it was too much training for courses, uh, you know, trainers. They all done well. So, I, I, you know, that, that's a pretty good question. And I, I never thought of something like that prior, known before. But that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't mean to but stop I, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got me there. But I, I know for Charlie and Laz, I know they've done good boat meets, you know. And as far as horses, I... Uh, that's a good question. Well, I can tell you that this, amongst the list here that I have, uh, I don't have the entire list, but Shoemaker, Longden, Arcaro, George Wolf, Three Wit, Whittingham, Frankel, Barrera, uh, Mesh Tenney, Farrell Jones, those are some of the uh, big names that are going to be, uh, you'll see. Yeah. And then amongst uh, some of the horses affirmed, Ali Sheba, Citation, John Henry, Majestic Prince, Seabiscuit, Silky Sullivan, Spectacular Bid, Sunday Silence, Swaps, Winning Colors. I mean, it's unbelievable. What do you think about these horses, huh? Great horses. You know, great horses, especially especially Spectacular Bid. He was, he was the one that uh, really impressed me when he came run here in California and, and – uh, God, I, I rode a horse by the name of Relaunch one day, and I think it was in the big cap, and it was for Willard Proctor, and he told me, just let him go, and he was a fast horse. He said, what I want you to do, just let him run. Just let him run his natural speed, and, and if you get there, you get there. If he stops, he stops, but I just want him to, I don't want you rating him. I want to let him do his own thing. Said, that day, I must have opened up 10 on those horses. <laughs> it was in the mud, and by the time I got to the half mile pole, spectacular bid was right at my side. Wow! And I had opened up ten, and shoe never moved on me. The horse just picked me, picked it, picked his pace up gradually. And he, by looking back at the replays after, he was an amazing horse. He got to me in no time, Ted. And and I hung with him till the eight, till the head of the stretch, and he just opened up, and I just went backwards. That's probably one of those times where you just look at it and say, "Hey, he's just too he's too good, right?" That's right. That's right. That's how awesome he was. He was an awesome racehorse. He he really impressed me, uh, you know, here in, at Santa Anita. I'm I'm curious uh, amongst the the best horses you've ever ridden, uh, is is Risen Star number one or certainly top few? Well, he's in the top ten. You know, he was a, he was a, a, a hell of a racehorse. He, he's in the top. I'd say the top five. Uh, the best horse I probably rode, best horse and filly, uh, AP Indy, because yeah. he was royally bred, and they gave $2.9 million for him as a baby, and he came back and made made his money up, and a lot of them, they paid that kind of money for it. They didn't even make their money back, but wow. he made his money back in purses, Yeah, and, you know, he was horse of the year, and 
he was royally bred, and he turned out to be a great stallion. And uh, and the other horse I rode was a filly by the name of Bold and Determined in the 80s, and she helped me get started also. I won. She was the only filly to be, like I was saying last night, I don't think you were there. She was the only filly to ever beat Genuine Risk. Oh, okay. Yeah, and we beat her in the masquette. But she was a little bitty thing, and what a heart she had. But she was, she, that, that was a proper name for her, bold and determined. <laughs> it sounds it like proper. it. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just always curious, though. Uh, you must you ever wake up in the middle of the night thinking, oh, if we only would have won the Derby with Risen Star, it would have been a triple crown, that kind of thing? You know, we always, every year somebody talks about it. Yeah. Every year, wherever I go, if I go <laughs> somebody brings it up. And I said, yeah, I, I think if uh, Louis wouldn't have took the speed out of him, I think we would have won that day. But he, you know, he, I I, I heard this through that. Uh, Jimmy Nichols had told me this. Uh, he was galloping the horse. Yeah. And he wanted to put more stamina in the horse, but he put stamina, but he took the speed away from him. His, the speed that was tactical before, prior to that, then that's that's probably why he got beat. But you know, it's one of those things. It's tough to win. You know, just like this year, it's tough race to win three of them. Yeah, it is. And do you think we'll ever see another Triple Crown winner because racing is really different than what it was even thirty years ago? We'll see one. We'll see. And I, and I think once it ha- it happens, we might see some in a row. Uh, it's it's going to come back. It'll come back. It just seems though. I, think, well, I was going to ask you though. What you know? I I've heard it from trainers and jockeys, and in this case, Art Sherman says, you know, t- horses are not bred for that distance, and we don't train them to run that distance. Certainly, w- three races in a seven or eight week period like that. Yeah, but the, but the breeding has changed. You yeah. know, the, the breeding has changed. They're, they're more prone to speed than stamina, and. You know, I was talking to Seth Hancock, who's with Claiborne. Mm-hmm. He's the man at Claiborne. And we talked about that. He said, Eddie, you know, we changed the breed, and it's going to take a long time to change it back. So if if we ever get it back, he said. So uh, I'm hoping it does happen, you know. And, and it probably will. But I don't know if we'll have any... Uh, see some spectacular horse like Secretariat or... Uh, Seattle Slough or yeah. Affirm or, you know, I don't know if we'll ever see that kind, but but who knows? You know, it's everything changes in life, and it might come back to where it was before. Yeah, I would yeah. like to see that. Yeah, that would be great. Did, did you ever uh, ride in the same field as Secretariat? No, I never did. Uh, I watched him run on TV like most of us, and that. The only close, the closest I ever got to him, Ted, was when I went to the farm and and uh, seen him at Playboy. Oh yeah, what was that like? Yeah, oh, it was great. Oh, what a uh, a beautiful animal he was. I mean, he was gorgeous. He looked more like a quarter horse than a, a thoroughbred. I mean, he was bulky and big and just muscles all over. Is that what made the difference? The way his build was different than a lot of horses. Yeah, you know, we talk about confirmation and stuff, uh, but they all come in different packages. That's what's amazing about these animals. You think, well, 
This, you know, I got a horse. He looks like Secretariat, but he doesn't run like Secretariat. <laughs> no. So, you know, it just comes in. They all come in different packages, and I think if if people, you know, could really pinpoint it, it would be an easy game, but they can't. <laughs> That's for sure. You know, I talked to Ronnie. And I've been yeah. Go ahead. And I've been in it a, a long time. I've, I've been around horses ever since I was a kid. And, yeah. You know, I, uh, not as just a rider, but learning about confirmation, being around horses all my life. God, I wish I could go to a sale and say, that's the one, you know, but <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Eddie Delahousse is one of only five jockeys to have won the Kentucky Derby in back-to-back years. He won five Triple Crown races and seven Breeders' Cup races. We'll be back with more of his excellent talk with Ted right after this on Sports USA. Hey, this is former Arizona Cardinal and Denver Bronco QB Jake the Snake Plumber. It's football season, and I'm ready to roll with my new podcast, Snakes Takes. Each week, I'll cover everything football, from college to the pros. I'll have lots of opinions on the players, the big matchups, and also the biggest stories from each weekend. Plus, some very special guests will drop by, and there's much more to come. So go get the Snakes Takes at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Thanks for calling Consolidated Credit Counseling Services. Can I help you? I sure hope so. I'm in debt. Is it credit card bills? Yes, I have two credit cards that I'm making minimum payments on and another that I'm behind on. I owe about $5,000. What interest rates are you paying? Between 18 and 22%. At that rate, it'll take over 20 years to pay off. Wow. 20 years? What Consolidated Credit can do is work with your creditors to lower your payments and reduce or even eliminate your interest charges. You should be able to pay everything off in three or four years. What do I have to do? Just give me some details and get ready to celebrate your freedom from debt. We're Consolidated Credit. We're here to give you freedom from debt. Call now for your free consultation. If I had known it was this easy, I would have called years ago. Call 1-800-699-5128. 1-800-699-5128. That's 1-800-699-5128. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated, 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Not a loan company, licensed by New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation, Maryland DM19, Oregon DM80031. We're back to Ted Sobel's excellent sports adventure and more with Hall of Fame jockey Eddie Delahousse. This is Sports USA. Roddy Turcott told me a few times, he said, as beautiful as Secretariat was, he said his heart was nothing you can compare any animal he's ever been around. And then they proved it during the autopsy. It was the biggest heart they've ever seen in their life on a horse. I remember when that, I had read that statement yep. uh, in the blood horse uh, years ago, and he was right. But you know what's funny, Ted? After that, guys, just go show you how this business is. <laughs> After that, guys were going, big buyers were going and measured had some kind of machine that they could go measure the size of the heart, you know, like a, but it still didn't work. No, no, there's only one secretariat. And you know what? The, right. the, the greatest thing to me about secretariat was not just winning the Belmont and the triple crown the way he did it, but that horse had so much charisma that it was, I mean, when's the last time we saw a horse on the cover of like five different magazines? It was like a, it was like You're a right. movie star. You're right. And you know what? Yeah. Maybe the closest thing since is Zenyatta. Yeah, that's the closest. You're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That's the closest thing that ever brought people to the racetrack uh, besides Secretariat. And we need to and find you know, more of those so we can get more people in the stands, right? <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, boy. I, 
I don't know what's going to happen, but hopefully someday the young young people or the middle-aged guys might start coming out. I think the young people, it's hard to get them out here because it costs a lot of money. They don't have a lot of money. And, but it's, I think the people that are semi getting ready to retire, that's the people who, who need to come out. Right. They got a little money to play with. I always so, think of horse racing like hockey. Uh, you go to a game and you you got to go to more. But you got to get them yeah. in there in the first place and teach them a little bit. And once you're once you're involved, it's like this is great. Why? How come I haven't done this my whole life? Yeah, look, Jim Rome. You know, his wife got him involved. Now he loves it. Where before <laughs> he 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 didn't know nothing about racing. He thought racing was all bad and corrupt. And I guess in his mind, uh, but not never being there. And now he's in it, and he he, he realized. How great it is! And it's not all corrupt. It's very, it's a it's a sport and it's a social event and it's exciting and you know it's I love it. I'm just partial. I might be partial, but I think it's the greatest one of the greatest sports in the world. The sport of kings. Yeah. By the way, Jim Rome is on my radio station every morning from nine to noon. So. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. well, I tell you what, if it stays sound, it's healthy. Uh, he'll win the Breeders' Cup Classic. Yeah, that it's a heck of a horse, huh? Yeah. Oh man, he impressed me. I know he beat a lot of older horses that weren't on their game, but it's the way he did it. Yeah. You know, that's what impressed me about. Just a couple more thoughts from you, Ed. Uh, how about your feelings of how Hollywood Park went away and just the way the whole thing turned out? It was awful. It was awful. Uh, I was hoping the state would, you know, the state would uh, get involved, the governor, and not let it happen, a historical place like that. And that's another place that brought a lot of revenue and excitement to the city, and it was awful the way it happened. And I was just surprised that uh, the government didn't, you know, the governors didn't step in. But, you know, uh, you hate to see something like that happen, and, that's something that me and you, me and you, are re- remember the good times. And, yeah. But the new generation won't have a chance now. It's all gone. Yeah, there's just so much history there. It just, it, it just, yeah. it, it hurts to even look at it. Even before they tore it down, uh, Gary Stevens told me the second to the last day there after his final race, he says, "I can't even talk about it anymore. I'm so upset. I, I look around this place. It's not Hollywood Park anymore, and it's just a sad, sad situation." I don't understand these real estate people. Uh, maybe they know something we know, don't know, but, man, this day and age, and I know people are building and things are happening, but we're still not out of the woods yet as far as the economics of this country. And yep. We've still got a long ways to go. No question. And uh, it's been, what, now, 11 years since you retired? 12. 12 years. Wow. Yeah, it goes quick. Was quick. What do you miss quick. most about it, Ed? Oh, I miss being a you know I miss I miss the excitement of riding and I miss competition you know uh, and being with the guys and the horses in the afternoon. I enjoy watching it you know and I, I love watching races but I just miss riding but can't go back, Ted. But uh, the days I was there, uh, it, it was wonderful. Yeah, but you have over 6,300 incredible memories. That helps. <laughs> yeah. I was very, very fortunate for a guy coming from Louisiana and uh, 
coming here to big times and and making it. And, uh, but you know, I think anybody can make it anywhere if they have a passion for it and want to work and have dedication. Uh, they'll make it. And that was the greatest move in my life to come here. You know, I don't think I would have achieved it. The goals I had set, if I'd have stayed in, you know, in in the South or in the Midwest. Well, the main reason too is that you're going against the best in the world when you came here, and then yeah. you just matched them stride for stride. Yeah, it took a little while to get figure them out, but once I did it, I could hold my head up. You know, it was great, and they were the best. I tell you, best colony that I've I've ever rode before. It might have been the best ever, actually, when you think about it. The, that that era, especially when Shu was still doing his thing, and yeah. I mean, it, it didn't get much. It was like every race was an all-star jockey race. Absolutely, absolutely, it was. And you know, Lafitte was talking last night. He's just like him when he first came to this country and first started riding. He said last night, I think is you might have been there. No, maybe maybe you weren't there. But he was saying, man, when I first came here. I didn't think I was going to make it. Yeah, I had to change, change my way of thinking and riding because it was entirely different. So he, you know, and and same with me. Uh, I had to do the same thing. I had to change my way of riding also to make things happen. So it was an outstanding group of guys. I'll tell you, outstanding. By the way, did you ever, are you one of these people that at the time, and as it started to wind down a little bit and the guys were getting older, were you able to appreciate what was going on in that room, or do you just get so caught up in the day-to-day that you didn't think about it until it was over? No, I, I always appreciated it. You know, from where I came from, you know, Louisiana, the small tracks, and and uh, coming to these big tracks and, and being that caliber and that kind of room and, and how it was set up professionally compared to the smaller tracks, I appreciated every day that I was there, you know, and appreciated the riders I was riding with because at those smaller tracks, you rode with riders that had no clue where they were. A lot of them were young. A lot of them were older riders, but they weren't good riders. Right. And you had to figure out where they were going to be at at any time so you could ride your race, where here, you knew what these guys were. You knew what to expect, you know, and it made you a better rider. By the way, did you ever have a moment like Aaron Greider told us last night as a bug boy in his first race, at, I think it was at Santa Anita, I, I can't recall, but his first Southern California race, he's sitting in the gate on his horse, and he looks to his left, and it's Lafitte, and his right, it's Shoe, and it's like, I don't even care if they open the gate, I'm just going to hang here for the rest of my life. Did you ever have a moment like that thinking, wow, this is really awesome? Well, you know, when I first when I first left Louisiana, it was uh, went to Keeneland and riding with. Uh, I think Shoe came a couple of times, and to see Shoe coming and then Lafitte coming, that's before I came out here. And being a, being in the same room as them was exciting. <laughs> much less riding with them. <laughs> Do you ever ask them for their autograph or no? <laughs> no, I never did. I was, never was a really an autograph guy. Yeah. No, I mean. I, I respected uh, these guys and in awe with these guys and never thought I'd be riding with them, you know, uh, anywheres, except maybe they might come to Louisiana. But to be, to leave Louisiana and to be with, fall, fall in with those guys and ha- happen to see them the first time, yeah, I was in awe. And then later on in the years, to get to ride with them and get to know them and 
go out to dinner with them. Uh, it, it's still amazing to me. But they were great guys once you got to know them. Yep, absolutely. Great guys, you know. And, you know, you know for yourself, Ted, you've been around a lot of sports people and, and celebrities. And, you know, some of them are quiet and shy. And but they're intimidating, you know. They're they're intimidating because you know what they have achieved. Should I talk to them? Should... <laughs> well, you had to talk to them. Yeah, exactly. Was, you know, I'll tell you what. But... I'll be honest with you, Eddie. Uh, the first time I talked to Bill Shoemaker, it was a long time ago. But I was thinking, now here's this little guy, and I, that was as nervous as I've ever been interviewing anybody. It's like this. I, I just held him in such high esteem. I was thinking, I don't want to make an idiot out of myself. <laughs> and, but Shu was such, was such a good guy, and and he'll talk oh, about anything. And so uh, it, he made it easy for me. He made it easy, yeah. That was, yeah. And they all made it easy for me when I came too. You know, that's so good. It, it, the class comes out. Yep, no question. Yeah, but I, I like. But, uh, yeah, I'm ahead. glad the Dodgers. I'm glad the Dodgers won. <laughs> Let's hope they can win the whole thing. That would be great. That would be fun. Another good thing for the for the home team here, huh? We we yeah, need yeah. we need a lot of positives. We got one Stanley Cup last year. Now let's get the That's other right. sports into it, right? Yes, absolutely. Are you a big sports absolutely. fan, by the way? Other sports? I follow. You know, I follow the. I follow really the playoffs. Yeah. More than anything, I I, I sit down more now since I'm retired and I watch games. You know. But I really follow the playoffs real well. You know, I really follow it, and I enjoy it. But that's when the that's you know I guess it's like people coming to the races. I I don't want to come during the week. I want to come when the big boys are on. Yeah, you know? exactly. And it's sad to be like that because you know you you're missing out on a lot of things during the season because there's highlights. I'm sure that are fantastic. You know, right. that you could be watching. Well, to wrap this up, Ed, uh, one of the guys at the radio station here, we have, we're new, now known as The Beast, uh, the Beast. 980. Yeah, we're all sports. We just turned that this week. Oh, uh, great. Yeah, the old KFWB, the new station's now is all sports station. And oh, one, one of the producers, I walked up to him and I said, do you know anything about horse racing at all? He goes, you know what? It looks pretty good on TV. I've never been to the track before, never had a chance to bet a horse. I said... You know what? I'm about to call one of the great jockeys of all time, Eddie Delahousse. I don't know if you've ever heard that name before, but look him up because the guy was really, really outstanding and forever will have H-O-F next to his name. And you are a Hall of Famer, my friend. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Ted. Thanks for listening to Ted Sobel's Excellent Sports Adventure. Excellent! Tune in next week for another great interview with some of the biggest names in sports. Don't forget, you can follow Ted Sobel on Twitter at Ted Sobel Sports. Plus, you can check out our other podcasts from Joe Morgan, Jake Plummer, Lee Steinberg, Jimmy Vaccaro, and Fred Dreyer on SportsUSAMedia.com, PodcastONE.com, iTunes, and the TuneIn app for your smartphone. This is Sports USA.